0: that I can say to young people is um, if you stay with your parents and your parents look after you and they look out for you and they put things in place to discipline you when you go wrong and when they take care of you and they make sure that you have food on on the table to eat and clothes to, to wear and water to drink, that is the most exciting time of your life. Because there's going to be a day when you become independent. And you've got to look after those things for yourself. And maybe God will bless you with children. And then you will be the one who provides for them. So enjoy your youth. Enjoy the time with your parents. Because it's a breeze. It's a joy. Because the hard times are coming. And that's what Solomon is saying. There's going to come a time when you're going to say, whoa, if I could only be with my parents now. Because they look after me. But while young people are normally with their parents, uh, they, they don't want to be there. They want to be independent. But they only want to be independent as far as they want to be independent. Parents must still look after them. They must still provide everything. But they want to be independent. And once they become independent or can become independent... They kind of turn out a little crooked. And we pray that our young people will, from a young age, follow the Lord, follow Christ, do what Christ wants them to do, and to become uh, examples for others to follow them. So young people, I I really want to encourage you, enjoy your youth. That's what Solomon is saying in this passage, in these three verses. But I want you to remember one thing. You know that concept of whatever you sow, you shall reap? Remember that. Um, I remember speaking to my, two, my three children um, and saying to them, listen, watch out what you do with your body when you're young. Because when you get older, you're going to feel it. You know, these young people's. They play rugby and football and they do all kinds of stuff and they, they hurt their bodies when they're young. And then when they get older, they struggle to get out of bed because they are in so much pain. And the reason for that is because they never looked after themselves when they were young. So they carry the consequences. That principle is a universal principle. It's a natural principle. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. You cannot sow apples or, let's say, Weed, yeah, corn, and expect apples to come up. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. And it's an amazing principle that we as believers have from Scripture. And we need to take note of it and make sure that we, we understand what it means. Right, so young people, I would like to ask you quickly. Before we do that, let's just cl- close our eyes in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to come to you this morning and uh, to speak to you, the living Almighty God, knowing that our prayers come before your throne of grace. Thank you that we can come before your throne of grace with boldness because of what Jesus did for us. And thank you that we can speak to you as our Heavenly Father, those who have been saved by grace through faith in Christ. Thank you that you listen to us. And thank you that when we ask you, Um, you are the one who answers our prayers. Thank you, Father, that we can look back this morning. As older people, we can look back at our youth and be challenged um, in our old days. But for the youth this morning, I pray, Father, that what Solomon opened up in Ecclesiastics, that it will burn into their hearts, that they will receive your word, and then act upon it for the rest of their lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, young people, tell me quickly. What do you think is the greatest problem among young people today? Among the youth? What is the greatest problem that young people face? Nothing. Oh, yes. Social? Media, social media, right, social pressure, yes, alcohol and drugs, Mm. weed, okay, a problem they face is weed, okay, just don't plant it in your back garden and use it, not acceptable, all right, yes, okay, what else? Peer pressure, hmm, that's an interesting one, peer pressure, because my friends are doing it, I should also do it, no? Okay, what else? Those are good questions, good answers by the way, very, very good answers. How about if we go to unemployment, um, a youth that's a little bit older, the problem of unemployment in South Africa. Huh? Major problem for our youth. Because they're unemployed, they just hang around, do nothing. Sleep until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and then get up. And uh, that's when they, the day starts. And they go late at night and just cause trouble. Am I right? And then they blame unemployment for that. Hmm. What about poverty? Poverty. How many of our young people are suffering under poverty? And then we also have a problem in South Africa. Even though we've got an educational system and young people are supposed to be in school to become literate, the, many of them are illiterate. So there's, a, there's a definite definite challenges that our young people face. Né? And some of those challenges are are tough. It's hard. I wonder how many young people look to God when making life's decisions. You know, like the choices, like careers and choice of friends and choice of spouse, um, of what kind of education they're going to pursue. Even who am I going to date? Then choices about drugs and alcohol and gangs, that kind of thing. How many young people go to the Lord with these things? How many speak to God about it? How many young people sit down with their parents and have a good, solid discussion with their parents about these kind of things? I'm talking about our youth, this youth in this church. Youth that has been exposed to the gospel, youth that has been exposed to the Bible, that knows that God exists. How many of the young people really go to God? And I can actually extend that question to the older folk. Because many times what we do is we want to solve issues first. And when we make decisions, we want to make those decisions based based on what we think and how we feel. And yeah, God is going to be part of the picture somehow. One thing that we can know is that we will all face choices in life. And young people face choices, and they got to make choices based on very little information, very little life knowledge. And, And the interesting thing about young people is, I don't know if you've noticed this, is that young people go for counsel to other young people who know as little as they know. Have you noticed that? Someone that's 10 years old goes to a 10-year-old to ask for advice. What does a 10-year-old know? But they do it. And especially at school. I did it. I mean, so don't. I I used to go to my my friends and we would discuss the stuff. I wouldn't go to my parents. They're old, man. That's why I said sometimes young people don't think that older people used to be young. There, There was a stage when we were young. So we've gone through that already. I believe the young ones has one major decision to make when they are young, and that is whether they're going to allow God into their life or not. Whether they're going to allow God into their decision-making or not. Or whether they're going to just make decisions based on their own ideas and their own hearts. You know, follow your heart. Have you seen these movies? So many movies just Some other time in that movie, you'll hear these words, follow your heart. Yet, Jeremiah tells us that the heart is deceitful above all else and exceedingly wicked. Who knows it? Only God knows our hearts. Our hearts are deceitful. Don't follow your heart. It's the last thing you must follow. But that's the advice, advice young people get. Follow your heart. If you feel it's right, it must be right when in fact we are supposed to follow truth. We are supposed to follow after those things that has been tested over time. Now what happened um, in our passage in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9 and 10, and verse twelve, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, we, we receive some wise advice. L- let's call it God's advice to young people through Solomon. If you want to have some good advice solid biblical advice, and you want to listen to it, this is it. And, and I want to break it up into three R's. Right? The three R's that can help young people in this life. And if you follow these, th- and it's not just these three R's, please. Uh, life is much more complicated than that. But this is a good foundation that young people can use as they venture into life. And the first R is rejoice. Look at verse 9 of chapter 11 again. Now Solomon, obviously, he writes and he says, Rejoice, O young man. And he's not just talking about men there. He's talking about young people now. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. And let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. And by the way, When Solomon speaks about the heart, it's not the same thing as what people are saying today, follow your heart. Today it's follow your emotions, follow how you feel. In this case, the heart is the innermost being of a person, which means that place where your intellect is as well. That's your soul dimension. All right, that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about your heart that is deceitful above all things. All right. So he says to To young people, he says, rejoice. You see that right there in the beginning of the verse. Rejoice. So be happy. Be excited because you're young. Let me tell you, being young is a blessing from God. It's interesting. The scripture teaches us that when God um, blesses parents with children, those children are a blessing to the parents. So when they grow up and they become young people and they grow up and they become older people or whatever, they are a blessing, which means their life is a blessing from God in the first place to the parents, but then for themselves. Their life is a blessing. And I believe that it's only possible To enjoy the things of this life when you are alive. Do you agree with me? You can't really enjoy anything if you're dead. So you've got to be alive. So the fact that God has breathed life into you, you can rejoice in it. Because you're blessed. God decided that you would be born. You would be a blessing to your parents. And at the end of the day, your life would be a blessing. You would be blessed because you have life. And when you're young, and not a lot of cares in this world, what a blessing. It is an absolute joy. Obviously, I believe that being born again, that's being regenerated. That's when God, the Holy Spirit, comes and changes my heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. When, when God changes me, into a person that He wants me to be, when He regenerates me, when I'm born again, that is the greatest of blessings that any young person can get or can have when they are blessed by God to be saved. There are two births. You know that, now. The one is physical birth. We are born from your mother. But there's a second birth, and that is the rebirth. When you are born of the Spirit of God, And that's the one I believe that young people need to seek after. Because they're already born from their mother. But they need to be born from God. It's a blessing to have strength. It's really a blessing. I don't know if you've noticed it. Young people who are strong and young people that can do whatever they want. I mean, when I was younger, I could do it. Whatever I wanted to do. I could do it. Or let's say most of the things that I wanted to do, I could do it because I had the strength, I had flexibility, I had good health, and I could do a lot of things when I was young. Because I was blessed by God to have strength. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 29 says, The glory of a young man is their strength. And Then it says, The splendor of an old man is their gray head. Hmm. So there's splendor for older people as well, you know, when we get gray hair. Now, if I look back at my young days, and guess what, there was a time when I was young. When I look at my teenage years, when I look at my years when I was in primary school, uh, even a little bit older, when I, before I went to university, When I look at those days, wow, what a blessing. Anything I put my mind on, I I, I just wanted to do, and I just wanted to try those things. And I enjoyed it. It was such a blessing. I didn't have to think about, oh, maybe I'm going to break a leg now, or I'm going to break an arm. I just did what I wanted to do. Now, today, looking back, I say, there's a few things I think I did which was not right. Because I can feel it in the morning when I want to get up that I messed up a few few things in my my body. And it's interesting that older people actually warned me. They actually told me, listen, watch out. Watch out what you do with your body when you're young. Because when you grow older, you're going to start feeling it. You're going to see it. So just take it easy. Don't overdo things. But still enjoy your youth. Obviously, enjoy it. But don't overdo it. Because what you sow, you will reap. That's the way it works. Now, my question is, and and I just want to ask you this question. How many of you, and I'm talking about young people, how many of you realize that your strength that you have comes from the Lord? It's God who gives you strength. Do you realize that? When was the last time that you said, Thank you, Lord, for giving me strength, for enabling me to do things as a young person that I'm doing? Acknowledging God as the source of our life and the source of our strength. How many of you, and when was the last time you did it? You see, because the problem with young people is we take it for granted. Isn't that true? It's interesting that older people as well, till they get to a certain age and then they realize, whoops, I can't take it for granted anymore. Because the reality of life is that the wheel turns. That wheel of life turns. It's slow, but it turns. And you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize, but you know what? I can't do the things I used to do. Because my body is not able to do the things I used to do. If only I was a little bit more careful when I was younger. I, I just want to say this to you. Be reminded of this that your strength can be taken away at any time. At any time. So, don't boast. Don't carry on as if what you have is not given to you as as a gift from God. Don't be arrogant against God. Acknowledge Him as the source of your strength, acknowledge Him as the one that gives life. Acknowledge Him in your life. But rejoice in your youth. Enjoy it. It's a blessing, it's really a blessing. What would I give today to turn back the clock and go back to, let's say, 18, 19 years old? Maybe I I wouldn't like to do that. But maybe it would have been a good thing. I can't do what I did five years ago. I don't have the strength to do it anymore. And And I can feel how I'm just getting weaker and weaker and weaker. When I was young, I didn't care. I took it for granted. I'm always going to be strong. I'm always going to be able to do things with my body. Young people, I want to say to you it's a blessing from the Lord to be able to experience life, it's a joy. To be able to have adventure, to enjoy adventure, and to experience new things, and to be able to learn, to explore, to experience stuff. It's all things that God makes possible. Even though people don't acknowledge Him, that He is the one who enables us to do that. Because we are so self-reliant on ourselves and our abilities. Be- because we do have it. Yeah? We, we have strength when we are young. So what do we do? We rely on ourselves. And we rely on our own strength. Not thinking about the fact that it's going to, I'm going to weaken. Not going to have it forever. Remember, it's God who allows people to be young so that they can enjoy being young. Remember verse 9 again? Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Rejoice. Be glad about it. Be excited about it. Don't go and become an old person before you are old. Okay? Don't do that. Rejoice in your youth. Give glory to God because you are young and you've got energy. And you've got strength. But you know what? That word rejoice in the Hebrew basically means to be glad or to cheer up or just plainly to be happy. Be happy that you are still young, that you can enjoy your life. But be reminded that the wheel turns. Remember that something doesn't have to be sinful or wrong to be fun. I hope you know that. To me, it seems like certain people, there must be sin involved for them to really have fun. And that's not necessarily true. You don't have to smoke and drink and embrace violence and, and listen to dirty jokes or watch porn or all these kind of things to have fun. It's not true. I've had my best fun since I started worshiping the Lord, since I started serving the Lord. I've had the greatest adventures of my life since I started following Christ. And since I've had to walk by faith, trusting the Lord for everything in my life, it's been the greatest adventure of my life. And sin is not involved. But then, now, let's look at the second part of verse 9. quickly, And this is the amazing thing about Scripture. Solomon, on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God inspired Solomon to write these words down. And he says, rejoice in your youth. Be happy. Be happy in your youth. Be glad. Cheer. Oh, yes, it's exciting. But then listen to the second part, from where it says, Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. That's the principle of sowing and reaping. Whatever you do as a young person, do it joyfully, enjoy it, be cheerful about it, be happy. Do what you want to do because you've got the strength to do it. But remember, there's going to be a day of judgment. There's going to be a day of reckoning. There's going to be a day when God is going to ask you, what did you do with your life? What did you do with your youth? Did God give young people Strength so that they can enjoy sin. Or that God give young people strength so that they can worship God. Honor Him. And give Him the praise for the fact that they are alive. They've got strength. They are blessed. Because that's what God expects. Because there's going to be a day of judgment. There's going to be a day of reckoning. Where God is going to ask each one. We just need to wait. Wow. Still working. Hello? That's not power shedding How can this be working? Huh? I'm on the battery. Oh, okay. You see, you're never too old to learn, eh? Never too old to learn. Just tell me when you're ready. Oh, we're ready. Okay. Beloved young people... Remember that you are going to be judged by God one day. We, we, whatever we do, we're not just doing it. We are being watched. God sees everything we do. There's nothing that we do that we can hide from the Almighty God. We can't even hide from Him. And we can't hide what we do from Him. So be reminded, wherever you go, whatever you do, doesn't matter what it is, God is watching. And that's why Solomon warns in verse 9, he says, yes, rejoice in your youth, enjoy it, be happy. But remember, there's going to be a day of reckoning where God is going to test what you do, what you have done. So what I would like to say to you is, choose your activities wisely. Be wise and and think very carefully about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And make sure that when you do things, young people, and you use the strength that God has given you and the blessing that God has given you, the youth that you have, make sure that what you do has eternal value and it is God-honoring. Because if it's not, you're going to stand before God one day. And be reminded now, while you're young, that you're going to stand before God one day. There's a lot of things that I didn't do as a young person. And the reason why I never did those things is because I was reminded every now and then that God sees all. God knows all. And He's going to bring me into judgment one day. He's going to say to me, what have you done with your life that I have given you? What have you done with it? Because our lives belong to God. Because He's the one who gave it. And we've got to be very, very careful in what we do with the lives that God has given us. And not to play around with it. That's it's interesting, this judgment already starts with young people when they in, in the house. Now, because the judgment is with the parents already. Because God has given that responsibility to parents. So what the parents do is, they set the boundaries. And they say to the children, listen children, this is what you're allowed to do. You see, this is the box. You don't go out of that box. If you go out of that box, I'm going to discipline you. And that's already part of God's judgment. Because parents have the role... To make sure that the children grow up in the ways of the Lord. That children grow up in the way that they understand that their lives do not belong to them, but it belongs to the Lord. And they are the ones who kind of start off with this whole judgment, this whole discipline thing, because it comes from the Lord. So they lay the foundation in children's lives, and they have that responsibility. What I have noticed is that parents sometimes don't want to take up that responsibility. Especially the day and age that we live in, the psychological age. Don't spank a a boy. No, you don't do that. Don't discipline him like that. Just talk to them. But nowadays, children can do whatever they want. Because the children are now the parents, and the parents have become obedient to do their parents. Has become obedient to themselves, and the parents are now obedient to the children. And that's why society is the way it is. Unfortunately. Beloved, there's a principle in Scripture, and I'm going to share it again what you sow, you shall reap. Children never forget it. And adults, may you be reminded of that principle. Because it's an eternal principle. It always stays true. You see, we all stand accountable before God for what we do or what we don't do. We stand accountable before God. And accountability basically means that I take responsibility for my conduct. I'm responsible for what I do. And let me tell you, you can hide behind all kinds of ideologies, and you can hide behind all kinds of philosophies, and you can hide behind um, all kinds of psychological nonsense, but the day you stand before God, you're going to stand all by yourself. All by yourself. And you can bring up all the things that the world is giving now, all the the so-called reasons why people do not take responsibility for their lives, and God is going to say, I gave you a life. And I expect you to give me feedback or report back of what you have done with my life that I have given you. You see, beloved, we've got responsibility before God. And you can't just take that responsibility and throw it away. We will answer for our conduct. And that's for sure. And that's the warning eh, of Solomon. Solomon. In the second part of verse 9. So he says, Rejoice in your youth. Enjoy it. I mean, really, enjoy it. You, You must enjoy it to its fullest. But keep this in mind God will judge one day, God will expect accountability for what you have done in your life one day. It's a fact. Alright, that's the first R. Rejoice. Our second R is basically remove. We see that in verse 10. Look at verse 10 quickly. It says, therefore remove sorrow from your heart. Now remove sorrow. There's so many things that causes sorrow in our lives. Now remove it. Young person, don't allow the world with all its problems to hang on your shoulders. Give it to your parents. Let them carry the burdens. You're a child. You're young. Enjoy your youth. Don't carry the burdens of the world upon your shoulders. It's not necessary. Don't allow the sorrows of this world to to, to press you down and destroy you. And throw you into depression and all kinds of things like that. Don't allow that. So remove those things that cause sorrow in your life. Oh, by the way, it's good advice for all for the people as well, no? Not just for young people. But if you can learn to do it in a young, at a young age, just think how amazing it will be when you grow up. And you've got a way of removing sorrow from your life. And by the way, one of the things that causes sorrow in our lives is sin. That's why verse ten continues, he says, and put away evil from your flesh. Run from sin, young person. Don't run to sin. Sin will always show you that it's nice and it's oh and it's enjoyable, but it never ever tells you what the repercussions are going to be. These young people today, especially young, well, it's young boys and girls, and young women and young men who play around with sex outside of the confounds of marriage. A few minutes of pleasure and lust turns out into great responsibility when that child is born. Or if the mother decides to abort that baby the feelings of guilt that will follow you for the rest of your life. I've spoken to young people who had abortions, and let me tell you, it breaks them as time goes on. Those are so arrogant, that says, I will kill my baby, my body, my choice. You can see what happens to them emotionally, how they are destroyed inside, because a mother's role in this world is to nurture. To nurture their children. Not kill them. So they go against nature. They go against God's purpose for their lives if they kill their own babies through abortion. And they will carry the consequences. Let me tell you, I've sat with people who had abortions and to try to help them to receive forgiveness and to forgive themselves and to come to peace because they have taken a few minutes of pleasure and never ever thought about the consequences of their actions. Beloved, remove sorrow from yourself. Children, young people, remove sorrow. Don't get involved in things that are above Or not above your pay grade, but it's that the consequences are so dear that you're going to suffer for years and years and years to come. Praise God, there is deliverance in Christ. When we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He does it. Praise God for that. But Solomon says, remove Sorrow from your heart. Put away evil from your flesh. Listen to what he says. For childhood and youth are vanity. It's like the wind. And it's gone. It's like a vapor that's there for one moment and... It's gone the next moment. Beloved, it feels as if I I was 18 years old not long ago. That's how it feels. But that's 40 years ago. And I think, what? 40 years ago I was 18? No! That's the reality. It feels like a vapor. It's just poof, and it's gone. So be aware of the fact that your, your youth does not last forever and remember scripture teaches us that the wages of sin is what's the wages of sin death has that changed no it's still the same the wages of sin is death and you see sin brings its difficulties doesn't matter what you do And Solomon comes and he says, Young people, remove sin from you. Don't indulge in sin. Don't play with sin. Because it might be pleasurable for a moment. But what you reap from it, and you continuously reap and reap and reap, it brings death. Be aware, young people. You see, genuine joy is found in removing evil from our lives. Those things which causes pain and sorrow. And all you need to do is read the Bible. And see which things are there that God warns us against. Not because He want, doesn't want us to do this and not that. then He doesn't want us to do this thing and that thing. That's not the reason. He gives us so that we can enjoy our youth. And we can enjoy our lives. By removing sin from our lives. Removing evil from our lives. So that we can enjoy our lives. Because that's what God wants. And I believe that's why Solomon is so clear when he says remove these things from your heart and from your flesh. Remove sin from your life. Now instead of living in sin... What should we do? Live for God. Live for Him. Find out what the Scripture says that God wants you to do and do it. We are sometimes so busy with the things that we're not allowed to do that we never get to the point where we do the things that we're supposed to do. Isn't that true? Find out what God wants and do it. Live for Christ. Be faithful to Him in all things. Find out what He wants and live for Him. And you will find that life is a blessing. Obviously it's going to have its pains. Obviously it's going to have its tough times. But those are opportunities to grow in my faith. We have trials and we have tribulations and we experience things in our lives. That 12-year-old young lady or young girl that started following Christ... She went through a tough time in her life. But looking back, what does she say? It's wonderful to serve Christ, to follow God. God has blessed me. Young people, run from sin as hard and as fast as you can. And do what is good and acceptable to God. And be careful. Somebody spoke about peer pressure. Watch out for friends. They are a bad influence. And let me tell you, your friends that are not good friends, those friends that are not biblical friends or Christian friends, they are going to change you. You're not going to change them. Because the way is always Down. You can have good morals. You have friends with bad morals. You're going to pick up their bad morals and you're going to follow after them. That's the way it works. And you know why I know that? I was also young. I'm talking from experience. I had young friends. or I had friends when I was younger that didn't have a good influence in my life. And I allowed it. Because I wanted to be in with them. I wanted to please them. Young people, make good friends. Be careful what kind of friends you choose. Right, so the first R is rejoice. The second one is remove. The third one, chapter 12, verse 1. It says, remember now your Creator... In the days of your youth. See the wise words of Solomon there? Can you see the third R? Remember your creator. When? In the days of your youth. Not, oh, I am still young. And because I'm still young, I can wait until I'm an adult and then I'll remember God. Then I'll remember my Creator. That's not what Solomon says. That's not the wisdom that he is sharing. He says, no, 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 no. Do it when you're young. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. And he continues. Before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. You see, Young people who do not remember their creator, serve the creator, follow the creator, acknowledge their creator, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ from a young age, what's going to happen is as they grow up, life is going to become hard. Life is going to become more and more sinful. And they're going to look back at some stage in their life and they're going to look back and they're going to say, what did I do with my life? Why did I mess it up? And they're going to come to a point when they're older and they're going to say, I have no pleasure in this life. Because they've been building on a life in which God does not exist. That's why Solomon comes in his wisdom and he says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Start when you are young. There are enough um, examples in scripture of young people who followed Christ. eh? Enough of them. Go and read up, see what their lives were like, and see how their lives turned out. And then you look at some people who were not following the Creator when they were young, and you look how their lives turned out. Beloved, the wisdom from Solomon is not just words, it's not empty words. There is a reason why Solomon is saying this. There's a reason why he's sharing it, because he knows what he's talking about. And in the years that I've been involved in counseling, I have seen that people who do not acknowledge God as their creator in a young age have a hard life. They may have a lot of money. I'm not saying they won't have money or wealth or cars and houses and all these kind of things. But there's going to be something wrong in their life until they make peace with their creator. And that's what... Solomon is saying to young people, young young people, remember your Creator. Acknowledge Him. Like Joseph. Remember, Joseph was a young guy when he was in Pharaoh's um, temple or Pharaoh's palace. A young man, but he always remembered God in this foreign land that he was in. Same thing with Samuel. A young boy, when God called him to become a prophet... He acknowledged God after Eli told him to acknowledge God. He acknowledged God and he followed God for the rest of his life as a prophet of the Almighty God. David remembered when he was a shepherd that he could kill the the lion and the bear. And when he stood in front of Goliath, he stood there by faith, remembering that God will give deliverance to a young man. Why? Why? Because he acknowledged God in his youth. Same thing with Daniel. and You remember Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to eat the food of the king because they didn't want to put out stuff that they were eating and getting into their bodies. And they ate vegetables and they were wiser and more clever than all the others that were with them. And Daniel, from a young age, acknowledged God, even in a foreign country, without his family. And every single day, even when he had a high position in government, he would open up his windows into the direction of Jerusalem and he would worship God. And he ended up in the lion's den. But he knew God as his creator from a very young age. He acknowledged him and he remembered him. And Timothy, you remember to set an example to others, because from a very young age, he knew the scriptures. He was taught by his grandmother. He knew the scripture, and the apostle Paul he encourages Timothy to be an example, even in his youth, to be an example even to older people. Just a few examples. Remember your creator in your youth. Here's a few things that will help you to remember. The first thing is, do what Joshua did. You remember Joshua? At one stage he said, you decide whatever you want, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Remember those words? Joshua made a clear decision whom he was going to follow. It doesn't matter what Israel did. It doesn't matter what his family did or his other extended family and whatever did. He said, me and my house, we will follow the Lord. To remember God, beloved, make up your mind. Make sure who you want to serve. Study the Bible. See what the scripture says and follow what scripture tells you. Spend time with God's Word, and you will see. If you spend time with God's Word every single day, you will remember God. You will remember what He wants you to do, and you will start doing what He wants you to do. So study your, your Bible. Obey God. That's what believers do, by the way. When God tells us to do something, do it. Pray. Trust God. Work with Him. Because that's what prayer is. We work with God. God doesn't want to do anything without people praying. So what he does is he he prompts people to pray. And then they pray about something and then he answers their prayer. Pray. Praise and worship him. Set a pattern in your life while you're a youngster. And you will follow that pattern for the rest of your life. Acknowledge God from a young age. Read your Bible. Pray. Spend time with Him. Spend time with wise people. Listen to people that's got wisdom, godly wisdom. Go and sit with them. Listen to them. Sit at the feet of people who knows what they're talking about. Learn. Especially those who talks about God and and knows God. And that's going to help you to remember God for the rest of your life. Let me conclude. Three R's to remember. That will help you. Rejoice. Remove. And remember. Three R's. Young people, and if you take those three R's and make it your own. If you rejoice in your youth, knowing that God will judge you one day. If you remove sin from you from your life. And if you remember your Creator in your youth. You've got a good foundation to start from. And by the way, this can only be possible through faith in Christ. To know Christ as personal Lord and Savior. To repent of your sin and to acknowledge that you can only be saved through Christ Jesus. And then you follow the three R's. This is kind of Sanctification, eh? It's becoming more and more holy, becoming more and more the, what, what God wants us to be. But it starts with faith in Christ. Always starts with faith in Jesus Christ. Believing that Jesus Christ died for my sin on that cursed tree, on that cross, that He was buried for me, He did it on my behalf, and that He rose again victorious over sin so that I can ask him for forgiveness and he will forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. That's where it starts. And then, young people, rejoice in your youth. Remove sin from you and remember God always. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word, even in the Old Testament through someone like Solomon, who was a king, but a wise king. Thank you for giving us your wisdom. That is so contrary to the world and what the world will offer us. But I want to pray, Father, that you will burn these three R's into our hearts and into our minds, that we will rejoice in our youth, knowing that you will judge us one day, to remove sin from our lives and to remember you from our youth even until our old age. Oh, Father, burn it into our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. For your name's sake. Amen.